We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 327 here Monday on the Scoot Show during a discussion about that uh, horrible pileup on I-55. I think last I saw seven fatalities. Dozens injured. It's just so sad. I am frustrated by that story. Uh, I don't know what that could have, how that could have been prevented. Um, you know, I'm not really an expert in, oh, the state police sort of shut it down. Like, I don't know. I'm not ready to assign that kind of blame yet. But Things like this happen more often than we realize, more often than we talk about. Like if a plane crashed and seven people died and dozens were injured, it would be wall-to-wall coverage for a week. It would be nationwide news. If a train crashed and all those people died that way. But because it was cars, um, we don't really tend to think about that as something that could have been avoided or should have been avoided. It's just sort of... The way the cookie crumbles, I guess. I don't know. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. Just something to examine later, perhaps. But during that conversation uh, on the Oakland Art Jewelers Talk and Text Line, which you probably know is 504-260-1870. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. I got a text from a man whose name is Pon Dixon on Monday. And he said, hey, Ian, I just want to make sure that I get a chance for you guys to know that I need to make a quick correction here. The fire in Bayou Sauvage, and I'm kind of doing air quotes there, is in fact not in Bayou Sauvage. It's our neighbors. Uh, it's not actually part of the, the, it's not within the formal boundaries of the Bayou Sauvage Urban National Wildlife Refuge Complex. I texted that person back and I said, I'd like to learn more. And here is Pond Dixon. He's the project leader and administrator of the Bayou Sauvage Urban National Wildlife Refuge Complex. Mr. Dixon, welcome to the show. Thank you for making the time today. Uh, good afternoon, Ian. It's a pleasure uh, conversing with you. I listen to you all uh, on a regular basis. A great show. I'm pleased to hear it. Thank you so much. Okay, so did I did I get that right? The way I set that up when you texted me on Monday, you said the fires aren't actually, you know, within the boundaries of the wildlife refuge. It's next door, but we still kind of call it Bayou Sauvage. Am I getting that correct? Well, yeah, people have been calling it uh, Bayou Sauvage, but it's actually. Uh, next door to Biosauvage Urban National Wildlife Refuge, and it's uh, it's across the canal from the refuge, and it's, the fire's been burning for about a uh, week, a little bit over a week. And also, it's not a marsh fire; it's it's basically a traditional uh, forest fire. It's, it's burning in right. what we call forested wetlands. Uh, so, uh, after listening to you all show uh, the other day, and I was like, I need to get the message out that uh, this is not a 
a marsh fire, and it was not on the on the wildlife refuge. So I just felt compelled to reach out to you all and explain to, uh, to everyone where the fire is burning. It's actually burning more towards uh, the the casino. There used to be a stands truck stop. It's burning between the Maxon Canal and the Michu uh, Slip or the Michu Canal, most people call it. Yeah. So that's your location of the fire. I see. Well, I haven't been out there in a minute. I do. I've. Um, I like to go. You know, take a little walk out there on on the sort of boardwalk and just get some fresh air. Take my bike out there sometimes. Took a, an inflatable kayak out there on the canal. Just did that once because there's a little too 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 many alligators for me in my inflatable kayak. So <laughs> I'll find some other place to do this, um, Mr. Dixon. Why is this happening right now? It seems like there's been this uptick. In the number of uh, wildfires, forest fires, swamp fires, marsh fires, generally, I've, I've been in Louisiana for 21 years now, and I don't remember this happening quite with the frequency or at least getting the attention it's gotten recently. What's changed? Yeah, the thing that has changed is that we are in a severe drought uh, throughout most of the United States, uh, particularly here in uh, Louisiana and more specifically here on, in Orleans Parish, Uh we haven't had any substantial rain since early summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one little period there around July and August where we may have gotten two or three inches of rain, and most of that was on the north shore. But here in the vicinity of Bayou Urban Refuge and New Orleans East, we just have not gotten the adequate amount of rain, and the conditions are very, very dry and very prone to uh, uh, fires. Uh, once again, this one here, we don't know the origin of the fire. We just know it started, uh, I think, last Saturday on the 14th, and it continues to burn. Matter of fact, I'm out in the area right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, this is this is happening throughout uh, Louisiana where we have an unusually high number of, of wildfires. Are are these fires more because I I came up in Colorado where wildfires are just a constant menace. The year I graduated high school, there was a a Missionary Ridge fire in 2002, which really psychologically had a huge impact on on my community and everybody at my high school and my family. And we've just kind of been chased around over the years by these fires. But I, I mention that because those fires, I think people understand pretty well how those are how those are combated, how people go and put, you know, they take the planes with the slurry and they dump the, you know, fire retardant over the area and they dig dig little trenches that the fire can't get over and they send, you know, guys out, guys and gals out there to to do some, you know, trimming of the forest and stuff. How do you fight fires in these swampy, marshy areas? How is How is it different to fight a fire here than it is in, say, like Canada or the Mountain West or California? Well, earlier this year when we did have a fire on on Bayou Sauvage uh, Refuge, we fought it uh, similar to the way people out in the West fight fires. Okay. We, we brought a helicopter here, and we uh, did bucket drops on the fire. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, specialized equipment we call marsh buggies uh, or marsh masters, rather. We bring those marsh masters out there, and we put containment lines around those fires, Uh What's likely different in the fire that's currently burning is that um, we feel that that fire probably has worked its way down into that organic layer that we refer to as peat. Uh, this is no longer a, an above-surface fire. It's burning kind of 
slightly below the surface and in in all that organic material. And, wow. and that, that generates a lot of smoke and it creates a lot of problems similar to the, the problems that we saw Monday morning. Uh, so, in, and those peat fires are very, very difficult to to suppress mm-hmm. because they're burning in areas where we really don't know what the actual fire is. You see smoke, but where you see the smoke may not actually be where the fire is burning. The smoke can, it's just coming up in a place where it can escape. And you, you see it, but that fire may be burning several feet away from where you see the smoke. So uh, they're very difficult to, to manage. Uh, but, you know, the best way to get this one out is that we get some substantial rain or mm. do as we're doing now. We're, we're actively flooding the area. We're, we're, we are actively releasing water from the refuge into the canals adjacent to the property right. with hopes of raising the water level to help extinguish that fire. So, so we are taking efforts and we want to be, we're part of the community and we want to help do our part in the community. So, uh, so I have been advising people, myself and another young lady named Sammy Gray, we have been actively advising local officials on ways to approach uh, suppressing this fire. So we're going to continue to do that. But once again, we just want the people to know that it's, it's not on our property, uh, but we are here willing to help in whatever way we can. Great. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about your community work before we uh, end here, but uh, I'll 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 ask you this first. Um, describe the impact on the wildlife and the ecosystems that are most at risk from these fires. What is, what is the potential long-term effect on, uh, you know, resilience, biodiversity, that sort of thing? What are you most concerned about when you learn that there's a fire out there? Well, our, our major concern, believe it or not, is not with the long-term sustainability of the wildlife because most wildlife in this area are, have adapted to fires prior to urban sprawl in the development sure. area uh, these these areas saw frequent fires uh and actually uh we as humans actually burn the area to help promote wildlife and species diversity so, so fire is an important part of the ecosystem it's just that public safety component associated with uh, yeah. fires yeah, uncontrolled or unmanaged fires so the wildlife will be fine. Actually, uh, it'll be much better from a wildlife yeah. standpoint as a result of these fires. It's just, once again, that human element that comes into play. Uh, how do sure. we protect the lives of humans and, and not have these pileups that we had uh, on I-55? Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Um, yes, of course, that, that's intuitive even. You know, wildfires aren't new. <laughs> since since there was a wilderness that could catch fire, mm. there have been wildfires. Correct. It's just, you know, the human footprint, our buildings, our people, our commuters that are at risk because of these uh, various factors okay. here. So I want to ask a little bit about, you know, uh, it, it might not be right to say the reason we're having this drought is because of climate change. I mean, it's, it seems it seems likely, you know, I'm 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 aware of, you know, climate change. I'm, I'm, I yeah. understand yeah. it. Um, how does how does climate change uh, affect your work? How does it how does it change what you do at the Bayou Sauvage Complex? Well, it, we we have to adapt. For example, uh, with climate change, you have a rise in sea levels. You have uh, the water table rising. So, 
we try to go out there and do restoration projects uh, on the wildlife refuge in order to maintain an, enough, uh, in, in some cases, the emergent marsh. We, we go out there, we recycle Christmas trees. Uh, we do adaptive things in order to sustain the ecosystem. So climate change is, is real. Uh, uh, it's been happening for quite a while. And uh, more people are starting to understand and appreciate that this stuff does exist. And we all just have to work together to make sure that we can sustain not only uh, wildlife, but uh, human populations. So yeah. This does affect us. So it presents a, a, a challenge for uh for the staff at Bobby for Large Urban National Wildlife Refuge. But uh, we, we're doing some things out there uh, to help mitigate the climate change. And, and it may come a time when we have to totally change our approach and manage for a different species because the, the, the ecosystems are changing. So mm-hmm. uh, it does present some challenges for us. Cool. I just got a couple minutes left here with you, Mr. Dixon. Um, if you could quickly just kind of give us the elevator pitch, like what what even is the Bayou Sauvage Urban National Wildlife Refuge Complex? What does that mean? That's a lot of words. How, how does how, how does Bayou Sauvage different? Uh, how is it different from other wildlife refuges? Well, what the biggest difference is that Bayou Sauvage, and that's the reason why it has the urban refuge, uh, urban in the name, Bayou Sauvage is located totally within the city limits of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Most refuges are out in rural areas uh, uh, along the countryside. But this refuge, once again, is totally within the city limits of uh, New Orleans. And we always say, uh, one of the young ladies that worked with me, uh, Shelly Sayers, always says, it's the other wild side of of New Orleans. (laughs) And we get a lot of people to come here. Uh, We had a flamingo that showed up on the refuge about three weeks ago, we had hundreds and hundreds of people that came out just to see that flamingo. So, wow. So we like to pitch the wildlife refuge as a place that you can have economic growth and still you know, not pour down concrete and all that kind of stuff. So this is a great place to visit, a great place to see bird watching, yeah. fishing, uh, canoeing, just, just basic outdoor uh activities that you can do on biofuel bars right yeah. okay last one mr dixon um uh, so in, in, in look in, in addition to you know cruising around in the marshes uh you know conserving stuff you also do a lot of outreach and education for youth in the region what is that work like and why do you think that's important oh it is important because we want to get the message out about the importance of preserving the ecosystem and want people to have a clear understanding of how we fit into the ecosystem and you can have both wildlife and people living in the same area in harmony. So that's the message I want to get out. So often people misunderstand things like snakes and alligators. They they are very afraid of those animals. And 35 years of doing this, I've, uh, I've been bitten a couple of times by uh, alligators and snakes, but only because I mishandled those animals. But for the most part, they do not attack you, uh, they're very passive uh, creatures, and if you leave them alone and respect them, they will they will respect you. So uh, that's what we want the people to, to learn. That's why we are out in the communities, the schools, uh, and doing whatever we can to put that message out that we can live awesome. in harmony. And so, Love it. so great, so great job. Love it. Anything else you want our audience to know today, Mr. Dixon? Hey, 
come out and support uh, Barisovage Urban National Wildlife Refuge. It's truly a gem uh, located entirely within the city limits of Orleans, uh, New Orleans. And, and just come out and just enjoy. That's that's the takeaway message uh, we want God. the people to have. You know, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to get my bicycle out over there this weekend. I was looking for something to do on Saturday. I think I just found it. Pond Dixon is the project leader and administrator of the Bayou Sauvage Urban National Wildlife Refuge Complex. Thank you for your work and your way, Pond. Nice speaking with you today. You're absolutely welcome. Come out and visit anytime. I yeah. surely will. We'll take, we'll take you out on a personal airboat ride. Great. I would rather that than my little inflatable kayak that I got on Amazon. I much prefer to be in an well, airboat. Well, look, you have my name and you have my number. Come on out and we'll pass a good time on the volume. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Pond. Take good care out there, man. Thanks again. Okay, we'll step away and we'll come back with more of your uh, calls and comments on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line. It's 504 260 1870. I got some reaction to uh, the conversation that I just had with Mr. Dixon and then some kind of cringy texts in response to the conversation I had with Warren Luckett about Black Restaurant Week. I'll address those when I come back. (laughs) Let's take care of some business. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot. Be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.